Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for another show of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We are back. But you know we can't get into tonight's show without letting you know who our amazing sponsors are for Marriage Mondays with the Kings. We have hope. This is Helping Our Patriots Evolve, which is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at HopeVeteranStrong.com. Next up, we have Christian Humor forward slash inspiration. This is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're on the social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor forward slash inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtorswithans.com or call Alexis White at 254 254- 702-5332. And so as we move forward, like we always do, we want to jump into a word of prayer before we jump into the show. So if you're safely able to, we ask you, please grab that loved one's hand that may be beside you. And if you can, safely bow your head and go with us before the Lord in grace. Father God, we just come to you today, giving you glory, honor, and praise. We yes. just thank you, Heavenly Father, for once again uh, bringing us back into the studio, dear yes. God, giving, being able to give your people a rainbow word that you've given us, dear God. Father God, we thank you for the time off that we took so that yes. we can gather Jesus. ourselves, Heavenly Father, so that we can be rejuvenated, Heavenly Father, so that we can be resting in you so that we may be able to do what you've called us to do. Yes. Father God, on day we're praying for those individuals that are battling sicknesses and disease. We're praying for individuals that are battling cancer. COVID-19, diabetes, those that are battling behavioral health issues, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, dear God, we ask that you would just step in like only you can. We ask that you would heal, deliver, and set free on the day, dear God. We ask you to take those things that are hindering people, dear God, and that you would wipe it away, make a clean slate in their bodies and in their minds, dear God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, we know that COVID-19 is rampant right now, dear God. We're not praying for a vaccine and to try to push things own individuals. But Father God, we need your vaccine. We need you to vaccinate our hearts, vaccinate our minds, put your love in us, put your will and your way in our hearts, our minds and our bodies, dear God, and let us do what you have called us to do. Father God, you have said in your word that if the people that are called by your name would just humble themselves and that they would pray, that they would seek your face and turn from their evil doings, dear God, that you would hear from heaven, Heavenly Father, you would forgive sins and you would heal the land. And Father God, we're asking you right now that you would just step out like only you can, yes. that you will let healing take place. You will let healing occur in every area in our five areas of ministry, dear yes. God, that the land will be forever changed, dear God, and that things as you have set forth will come forth and rule forevermore. Yes. Father God, we're just coming to a plan for peace across the land. There is so much hatred. There is so much distrust, Heavenly Father, and we ask for a rebuilding of trust. We ask for a rebuilding of love throughout not only this land, Heavenly Father, but across the world. And yes. Father God, like always, we continue for you, asking you to pray for our marriage, dear God, as yes. we go before Very others, much. trying to help them in their relationships. We're not perfect. We're not the ones that people should be looking at. We hope yes. the individuals are seeing you through us. So, Father God, we continue to give you the glory. We continue to give you 
the praise. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And so our foundational scripture comes from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And our motto is helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. And we just want to let you know the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And our marriage monies with the King's Disclaimer. Please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so the last show that we did before we went on our break, so those of you who don't know know the entire month of July, we went on a break. We made that announcement, um, of course, the, the last Monday in June. But when we had our last show, we spoke about when the intimacy is lacking. Again, when the intimacy is lacking, this is something that a lot of married individuals share, um, especially being married for long periods of time. So if you happen to miss out and you wanted to kind of catch up on this show, please go to our website, marriagemondayswiththekings.com. Click on that listen here tab and you have a myriad of avenues of how you can catch up. All right. And so uh, jumping into today's topic, unlearn that behavior. Mm. Once again, today's topic is unlearn that behavior. And as we go forward with this topic, we have to understand that uh, a lot of times we, we learn behaviors through many different stages in our life. Mm-hmm. And most individuals will think, well, all the behaviors that I've learned, they're okay. Mm-hmm. We have to come to that uh, understanding, that reality that everything we learn is not always right. Yes. And so in today's show, we're going to be really delving into that of some unlearned behaviors when it comes to marriage. But I'm going to dip over and talk about some un, uh, some learned behaviors in other areas of our lives that we need to pay attention to as well. Yes. And so our question of the week is this. What are some behaviors that need to be unlearned because they may be hindering marriages? Again, what are some behaviors that need to be unlearned because they may be hindering marriages? We put this out on our social media. We also have comments that people have responded that are amazing. And so with that being said, throughout the show, if time permits, we'll go ahead and share some of those responses with you. Yes. And, you know, um, one of the things that I want to be able to open up with um, is unlearning that behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to take a look at the behaviors that we have. And my wife has said this, you know, so many times on the show, you have to ask yourself the question, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. See, when we're talking about trying to unlearn behavior, we need to go all the way back to the beginning to figure out where that started so that we can try to fix that. And oftentimes, one of the first things that we get in our minds is that the behavior that we're distributing or that we're exhibiting uh, is okay. Yes. And because we behave that way for so long, it's become natural for us that we think it's right. Mm. But sometimes we need to pay attention to those around us that may be telling us, hey, that's not okay. Right, right. And so for a lot of individuals, because they've been uh, showing this behavior for so long, it's hard for them to get a chance to see that, hey, 
maybe what I'm doing is wrong. Maybe what some of the things I'm saying uh, is not the appropriate things to say at certain times. Mm-hmm. So you have to come into that reality that maybe the behavior that you thought was right is technically not right. Right, right. And see, the thing that I think back as we was preparing for the show, I was thinking back. Growing up, I used to hear the old heads, quote unquote, for some of us um, that, that maybe was raised in the country, you know that term, but old heads meaning older individuals. I used to hear and, and witness the older men that will pull a younger man aside and they may say something to the fact like this, hey, come here, young cat, come here, have a seat. And so there was no disrespect. Let me share some things real quick. There was no disrespect from the younger man to that older man when he said, come here, you know, out of respect, they they sat down. And I want to talk to you about something. That's something I used to hear them say. Now, now, and I heard this verbatim in one example. Now, that young lady that you got over there, man, you're going about it all wrong. That's not how you do it, young cat. Let me share some of my experiences with you. Do you mind if I do that? You know, and the younger man was so uh, um, receptive to what the older man had to say and would take that advice and would apply it. See, that doesn't happen in today's time, just like my husband was just saying, because sometimes we've been doing whatever toxic behavior for so long that we see it to be right. And we will even defend that, especially in our marriage. Same thing go for um, me witnessing my um, our grandmother, for example. I've witnessed her in the church where she would pull a young lady aside and say, come here, baby. And she would sit down and have a conversation with that young wife and tell that young wife, you know, she would not go in on her, but she would ask questions first to see what type of background that she was brought up in and the things that she may have been taught about being wife. And then she would ask her, do you mind me sharing some experiences with you? Do you mind me sharing some things with with you. And the young lady would say, I don't mind, you know, Miss Hazel, because that's our grandmother's first name. I don't mind Miss Hazel. And I will watch my grandma as a kid sit there and explain to the young wife what it meant to be a wife and the things that you need to see. We don't do that now because we feel, especially in the younger generation, because you got YouTube and Google and social media, that you know all that it is to know. And so with these types of toxic behaviors that we care we don't understand how that ruins our marriages, how that ruins our relationships. If someone comes to you and say, um, well, you know, they share their heart with you and, you know, because they see you maybe doing something that could be, um, non-conducive to your marriage or whatnot. What we do is we get an attitude with them. We don't want to talk to them no more because you telling me how I'm messing up and I don't want to hear that. So this is just the icebreaker. Just kind of have your mind. And they said, some of you all who are listening on tonight, you have witnessed this growing up as a child. Where did the disconnect happen to where we're not sowing this into the next generation? Is it because the next generation act like they know everything? And so this, um, this behavior that was learned, if we don't unlearn it, not only would it destroy the marriages and the relationships around us, but it can destroy us as individuals. That, that's good. And I think one of the things that we really have to come into uh, the reality of is that a lot of these behaviors uh, that people um experience in their marriages is what causes marriages to, to fall apart and mm-hmm. leads to divorce. Mm-hmm. So if we don't... Um, talk about this issue, talk about the problem, then how do we solve the issue with divorce? Right. Now, we understand that every marriage is not going to be um, 
perfect. Mm-hmm. We know that sometimes people realize I probably shouldn't have got married or certain issues happen. And you you say that those issues uh, may lead to divorce. You know, we're not going to probably completely get rid of divorce. Right. But we have to do those things that we can to try to reduce the number of divorces that we're having. And a part of that is being able to take a look at behaviors that need to be unlearned. Mm. And so I just want to go to uh, one of our um, readers, if you will, one of our listeners that uh, uh, sent an answer in. And once again, the question is, what are some behaviors that need to be unlearned because they are hindering marriages? And the answer that this uh, person sent in says people are not owning up to their wrong and won't apologize. Mm. So what does that behavior start? Hmm. You know, why is it that you can't uh, say, I'm sorry. Right. I was wrong. Right. I should not have did that. Uh, oftentimes it comes with that word we call pride. Yes, uh, God. Y- you've so caught up in yourself that you can do no wrong, but everybody else is doing something mm. wrong. And so we have to understand that we have to unlearn that behavior. And a part of that may be sitting back realizing that I'm not always right. Right. Maybe I do need to say, I'm sorry. What damage am I causing to this individual that I'm married to by not saying I'm sorry or owning up to uh, the wrongdoings that I did in the marriage. Mm -hmm. See, what that does is it makes the other individual feel where if if that person is always right, then I'm the one that always has to be wrong. Mm -hmm. If that person is always right, then I can do no right. Mm -hmm. I'm always have to look for approval through that individual because my stuff is the stuff that's messed up and they got their stuff all together. So you end up throwing off the balance in your relationship. And when that balance is shifted, it always moves to one side and the other individuals all go always going to feel like they are lacking. Mm. And you know what? This is something else that is often kind of said, if you will. So, you know, we're not pointing you out as individuals because like as we share on our show quite often, we don't know what you're going through. Um, so, you know, if something is said, just say, ouch, you know, mm-hmm. eat it, swallow it, chew on it for a little bit, marinate, whatever it is that you have to do. And, and, and then going ahead and we encourage you to work on changing that type of behavior. So one of the things is that you may hear in arguments that people say in marriage is that's just how I am. I can't help it. That's just how I am. Or they say, that's just how my family was um, growing up. Or that's how my family always did it. That's how my parents always did it. But this is the thing. You know me, I'm going to go straight for the gut on this. My question is, okay, so how has that behavior been working out for your generations? Because a lot of individuals that we speak to, when they sit back and reflect, especially when it comes to marriage within their generations, a lot of families or individuals do not see a long lineage of strong, healthy marriages. So if that toxic behavior or toxic trait is something that, and that's what I'm going to call it toxic because we're going to call it what it is. If that's something you just fall back on it and you defend it, that's just how I am. Well, that's just how my parents always did it. And you see that it hasn't been conducive to your generations. Why are you still rolling with that same type of behavior? Mm -hmm. That is called, that toxic behavior is called dysfunction. Okay. And so a lot of us, and we're not coming for people because we, our family, nobody is perfect. No marriage is perfect. No families are perfect. However, who's going to step up and be that game changer? Don't fall into that behavior of, well, that's just who I am. Because if you say those words out your mouth, then that should be a gut check right there. If you say the words that that's just how my family did it, that should be a gut check. Stop at that moment, once those words leave your mouth, and I encourage you to stop 
Sit back, process on it, which means think on it. Think on it and say, wait a minute, how has that been working out? Because what we tend to do is we will defend the bad learned behavior, whether it was taught to us verbally or we just seen it and witnessed it growing up. Mm -hmm. Because I generally say, this is Shan speaking, that a lot of the things that we are going through in our adulthood, man, it, it, it started in the childhood. And I'm going to take... um. A bit, because you know, Mr. King is known, he's the king of cliches. But I'm going to borrow something from his book real quick as far as cliches, and I want you to think about it. And those who are in the medical field, you can agree with me on this because you've witnessed this and you see this probably every day. However, think about this you hold on to that behavior that's actually hurting not only yourself, it's hurting your marriage, it's hurting your family and your future generations. So kind of equate that to being in the medical field and, and think about your body. If your body has a slow internal bleed and you 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 feel discomfort, you're not feeling good, and something is going on, something's wrong, but you continue to push yourself because you don't want to deal with and identify where that slow bleed is coming from, where the pains and the aches is coming from. Some of you who are a military, a prime military has been taught to us while we serve to have that mind over matter. You be strong in your mind and whatever's going on in your body and everything else around you, it doesn't matter. So it's a false sense of security, if you will. So going back to that analogy, we will push ourselves to continue to go because we're holding truth to the damaging, toxic behavior that our family did. And we even defended in arguments with our spouses. But this is the thing right here. In the natural, when you have that slow internal um, 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 bleed out within your body, it turns into a bigger bleed out. And what happens ultimately when you are bleeding internally at a large capacity, you're going to die. So what we tend to do is we go to the doctor, we go to the emergency room and we say, hey, something's not going on right in me. And I hate to, you know, if you're listening um, and is, you're eating your dinner, please forgive me when I say this. But generally from a medical perspective, when you're bleeding out internally, it shows within your stool when you go to the bathroom or when you urinate, you'll see, wait a minute, why is it red? It's not supposed to be like that. Something is wrong. So you go to the doctor. Doctor, you go to the emergency room, you're, you ask for help, they go in, do all kind of tests, and they say, hey, your hemoglobin levels is low, and blah, 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 I'm going into the medical field, so forgive me, but some of you all who are medical, like I say, you understand what I'm saying, and what you end up doing is they then go in and say, okay, well, let's do some MRIs, and let's do some x-rays, and all these things, and they're trying to identify as Kenya said at the at the beginning of the show, identify what the problem is. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't go back and you identify where this toxic behavior and toxic traits started, some of y'all could have been in your last marriage that you was in or your last relationship that you was in or whatever. If you don't identify it, it ends up in death. So some of the marriages are ending up in death because the husband and or wife and or both are not willing to Go back and identify the problem. Is it really your spouse or did it really start in your childhood? Mm -hmm. Or was it something that you've seen or your upbringing, something that you are willing to unlearn because you rather die? Like my husband said, your pride, you rather your marriage die instead of identifying what the problem is and unlearning that toxic behavior and dysfunction. Yes, definitely. And, you know, the just different things that 
hinder marriages, uh, different uh, behaviors. You know, one thing that comes to mind uh, when you talk about marriages and you have to understand that your marriage is your first ministry, Mm -hmm. but all too often we put We, we don't make our marriage a priority. That's the easiest way I can say it. Right. You know, uh, one of the toxic behaviors that uh, people have uh, that they need to unlearn is, you know, it ain't about everybody else first. Right, right. It, it's your relationship, your marriage, your family comes first. You take care of that. Then you take care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. See, in some relationships, and it can be the man or the woman, they'll go out and do everything for everybody else, but won't do something for their own household. Right. Come on. And And that is a behavior that... Uh, needs to be unlearned. Amen. We need to learn how to take care of our homes first so mm-hmm. that our homes, our castles, where we reside at, is supposed to be peaceful. Right. And then you help other individuals, you know, maybe get their homes straight or, you know, work and things of that nature. But all too often, we want to put that first. Now, I- I'm going to jump off the-, the marriage wagon just for a moment. Okay. But this can be tied into marriage just as well. Mm-hmm. When it comes to unlearning bad behaviors. Oftentimes, we have to understand that, yes, it comes from our childhood. Mm -hmm. It comes from our everyday lives, and we bring that into the marriage. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, we need to work on that outside source first and let that jump over into our lives before we get married. And if we're already married, sometimes we got to work on the home first and then work on that outside area. But let me go to an area that I know a lot of people are going to be very familiar with. And I know it may ruffle some feathers, but it's just got to be said. Okay. See, some of the unlearned behaviors that we, I mean, um, the learned behaviors that need to be unlearned came directly from the church. Mm, Okay, come on. Let's. It came directly from the church or being in certain churches. Mm. And because of that, you carry that back because, well, they did it in church. It's all right to do it here. Come on, come on. And and it's just, it's wrong. Mm. I'm just going to put it that way. So let's talk about some of these behaviors. Come on. You know, we'll sit up in church and talk about somebody coming up in church talking about, yeah, they just look like they stepped up out the club, but that's that's a bad behavior. Mm. You need to unlearn that because you should be happy that the person is in the church in the yes, first place. Yes, God. Come on, come the, on. The next thing we need to look at is that sometimes, and this will be in the church, out of the church, everybody else's sin is bigger than our own. Mm. We mm-hmm. need to unlearn that. Sin is mm. on the same level. God didn't say because a person did this, they're going to hell, and somebody else is going to go to a second level of hell. Come no, on, he said on, if you sir, sin, it's going to be this way. We need to unlearn that that behavior that somebody else's sin is bigger than ours. And then another one that I see a lot of times in the church is somebody always got a word for you, but you can't say nothing to them. Jesus. Oh my God, I'm about to take you, off right They now. always got something that they can tell you that it's a word from the Lord, it's a word from this person. The pastor wanted me to tell you this, that, and the other. Mm, but when you mm, try to tell them something, they can't receive. Wow. That's something we need to unlearn. See, the word goes both ways. Yes, it's a double-edged sword. Whatever happens on one side is just like algebra. You got to do to the other come side. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But those are things that sometimes hinder individuals and it hinders marriages because we think things should only be one way. Yeah. And when you think about things that are in the church and how that may hinder a marriage, and, and believe me, I'm not talking against the church. I'm talking about actions that occur. Yes. See, one of the things that hinders marriages is when a spouse can listen to the pastor and the coast pastor, but come they on, can't listen on, to their on. spouse. Jesus, my we God. need to unlearn that. Yes. We under, we have to understand that our first ministry is the home, not the church. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. Learn to listen mm-hmm. to your spouse. 
and then listen to the pastor, the co-pastor. Yes, they are the shepherds. I'm yes. not taking anything away from yes, that. Yes, but yes. sometimes we get called up because the pastor says, I'm doing this because the pastor says, but when your husband says something, then all of a sudden, uh-oh, it gets quiet. Right, right. Nothing can be done. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at that. We also need to take a look at uh, changing behaviors in our actual lives, the way we see things, the way we view things, who we talk about, how we judge other individuals. The, bu- the Bible on. says, judge not, lest yes, ye be, be judged. judged. So I'm going to take this on. I'm gonna take this to today's time. Okay. Shikari Richardson. Yes. Simone Biles. Mm. Naomi Osaka. Mm. They all have had some personal issues and they had to do things to withdraw from competitions. Or in Shikari's case, she did something that did not allow her to compete because of things that they had going on in their lives. Yes. Not everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon and talk about them, but we're not worried about their mental health, yes. their behavioral yes. come health. Come on, sir. Come on, come on. My but if it was us going through it, then it would be something different. And we don't want nobody to say nothing. That's it. Mm. So we have to learn how to give grace to individuals, just yes. like people have given grace to us. Yes. And, you yes. know, I was looking at Facebook the other day, and it was kind of funny to me. They had a picture of Simone Biles, and she had all of the medals that she had won in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the the meme kind of said, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting this right, is that you got the nerve to talk about me uh, because I withdrew from a competition because my health wasn't right. My behavioral health wasn't right. I need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But you still can't do a cartwheel. Mm. <laughs> wow. So that, that kind of shows us that there's a lot of things we need to unlearn. Right. We got behaviors, toxic behaviors that we want to push off on everybody else. But then everything is all right with us. Mm. And okay. so we have to understand these things here. Uh, and I've said this um, in, in a lot of different shows. I use a lot of different analogies to understand this. Spoiled milk is still white. Come on, come on. Just because you look white and you think you're right, don't mean that you ain't got some bad stuff about you. You may have some curdling going on within yourself that needs to be fixed. Right, right. And so what I wanted to do is I want to, uh, because you know, like we say, we tell on ourselves on the show. We don't act like we're perfect. And so I wanted to read a response that I can so uh, agree with. Okay, so one our question of the week for those of you who are just joining us, what are some behaviors that need to be unlearned because they may be hindering marriages? So this individual responded in a two-part um, answer. The first one, they say, a man, your husband, don't need to know everything you do. Keep some things to yourself. I think this method hinders a couple from growing and learning how to converse with one another. Now, that's not specifically my part, but this second one, this is the one I can resonate with because I was guilty. It says you, well, well, not this first part, but you don't need a man. You don't need a man. This is what is actually learned and taught and I've heard it verbatim growing up. You don't need a man. This individual goes on to say, this phrase keeps a single woman sometimes so independent that she doesn't allow the man to help or partner with her. I learned to come down off my independent high horse and allow him to lead, be the man, and feel needed in the relationship. Now, that right there spoke to my whole entire soul. And let me tell you why. Because as I was thinking about the show, that's what I was going to share, is how 
in the beginning of our marriage, I can own, because see, this is what you got to do in the process. You had behaviors that you were taught. You had things that you learned by what you were saw, what you saw growing up or even in young adulthood. And you take that to be true. Well, for me, I can own and actually say a lot of the issues. And that's what I responded back with this young lady to this young lady. A lot of the issues that me and my husband had, I can't take all of them now, but a great deal of the issues that me and my husband had in the beginning of our marriages, because I had that mindset that she said, what was taught to me, and I'm just going to be real because that's what we do. Um, And I seen it over and over and over again was don't depend on the N word for nothing. That's what was said. I share this in my in um in the book that we have. Don't depend on an N word for nothing. And so I took that to heart. I took that to be true. So when it came and what how it manifested itself, I trusted my husband a little bit in the beginning when we was dating, but I had my guard up so high because I felt as if he was going to hurt me. He was going to let me down because in my mind, it was don't trust a N word for nothing. That's what kept playing in my mind. So I was so independent, an independent mom that I didn't trust him. I didn't tell him out my mouth that I didn't trust him completely, but I did not trust my husband. And that played on for a few years in our marriage because in my mind, I was thinking, you're going to do something to hurt me. You are going to leave me for somebody else. These are just the things that was playing in my 20 through 25 year old mind. And I was already insecure within myself and I had trust issues. So that right there is something that if you, I would uh, encourage you because I've been there. If you're single, if you're uh, married, if you are a single uh, a mom, a single parent, a single uh, dad, whatever the case may be, go back to the root of where you got that. And if it's not conducive, unlearn that behavior because I, me and my husband didn't have to go through a lot of the arguments and fights that we had in our marriage. If I could have identified and somebody would have told me, baby girl, you need to unlearn that behavior because that's what's hurting your marriage. I did not realize this. Me and my husband was having a conversation last week and I, we were talking about the show, preparing for the show. And I did not realize this until here recently, here in my 40s. And we've been married coming on 23 years towards the end, at the end of this year of marriage. What are some behaviors that you need to unlearn. I had trust issues. This is another thing. I'm going to answer the question that what I was speaking about in the beginning of the show or the statement that I made as to why it is that younger women don't listen to the older women or younger wives don't listen to the older wives. Because another thing that's manifesting itself that I'm, that I'm seeing a lot in the 2021 is that there are, and I'll speak, you have a lot of women who you do not have a healthy relationship with your mother. And because you don't, you cannot trust other women. And I have to be honest with you. I had an issue with this. I did not trust women. So if I don't trust you as a woman, then I don't trust you to share these nuggets with me. Same thing when it comes to men. And this can go uh, vice versa, whether it's men or women. Maybe a man, a husband, you didn't trust your daddy growing up because maybe he was trifling. He was stepping out on your mama and all kind of things that you've seen that you kind of knew wasn't right, even though no one told you. So you don't trust the men around you. You can't open up and talk 
talk to other men, other brothers out there and say, hey, man, you know, I just need to bounce something off you real quick. You know, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm thinking. And or another big thing that I'm seeing in the 2021 is this as well. And actually, it's been the last five years that we've been in radio is abandonment issues. Because when you feel like you've been abandoned, even though you won't say it out of your mouth, you don't understand how what you've learned, that uh, protection mechanism, that that wall that you build up around yourself because you felt abandoned because maybe daddy left you, maybe mama left you, maybe you was raised by grandmama or grandmother or Medea or Oma or whatever term of endearment that you use, title that you use in whatever country you're in listening to us right now. You have abandonment issues. So then that builds to a uh, lack of trust and you can't, you can't trust the individual that you're in a relationship with. You can't trust your husband or your wife fully. Ask yourself if this is you. Because a lot of y'all are, yeah, well, I'm still married. That ain't me. They, 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 they ain't talking about me. I've been married for 45 years. Okay, Mr. and Mrs., I've been married for 45 years. But are you completely enjoying being married to the fullness? Or are you just existing in your marriage to save face? Yeah, that's a good one there. Come on, and, Jesus. And, and I think that... um. You know, some of the things that we, it's the small things. Yes. You know, our, our bishop at our old church in Clarksville, Tennessee, you say it, it was the small things that, the small that really, foxes. the small foxes that really hindered uh, stuff. And so mm-hmm. we look at small things and say, well, it's not that bad. It's okay. You know, and that's the thing that really starts to to tear the marriage down. Right. Because you think when one small thing happens and it doesn't uh, become corrected or we don't identify it, we don't talk about it, now another small thing comes Come up. On. And so it becomes a building block. And we know those building blocks can often lead to divorce. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that really sticks out to me uh, something that causes um, hindrance in marriage, these, this uh, un, this learned behavior, mm-hmm. one of it is building alliances. Mm. I'm going to say it and I'm going to finish it all out. Building on. alliances within the family. Mm. Come on. So mom and dad got two children. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the kids come and say, hey, you know, I want to go to the prom. But dad said no. And then mom said, well, you know what? Don't worry about dad. You know, he's just being like this, that, and other. You go ahead and go to prom and I'll handle him. Mm. What did you just do? Come on. You gave that child what he wanted, but you basically just built an alliance because that child knows now. Anytime dad says something he doesn't, he or she doesn't agree with, they can run to mom and mom is going to be the one that has the way in deciding right. factor. Mm. That hinders marriages. Yes. See, when things like that happen, two people need to sit down and come to the conclusion. Then both parents need to come together and say, okay, look, your request is that you wanted to go to the prom. I, as the father, didn't think you should go, but my, me and mom sat down. I realized that that is something in, uh, that's a part of your life that's important. Right. And you probably should experience that. So I was wrong. Me and mom are saying now, yes, you can go. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're unified. So yes. anything that causes division in your relationship is going to cause division in your family. And then your children's future relationship. Precisely. Mm -hmm. And so just how my wife was talking about earlier that some things go back to childhood, you take those childhood things that you learned and bring them into the relationship, then it messes up your relationship. So guess whose else relationship is going to get messed up? Right. Your children. Mm -hmm. 
We say this all the time, and people say it in church, and it becomes a generalized cliche about breaking generational curses. I'm going to tell you what my counselor told me. Yes, counselors have counselors. Come on, counselors got counselors. You have to be intentional. Yes. You have to be intentional in trying to break generational curses. You have to be intentional in breaking these beliefs that we've learned and be intentional about unlearning them so that you get the best out of life that you possibly can. Mm. Now, I want to go and read a... um, um, a comment that a person sent in, and I want to expound on that um, a little more. Okay. Savagery reads and clapbacks get you clout on the streets and on social media, but they bring misery in your marriage. Mm. Don't take marital advice from the TV screen. Hashtag don't take yes. marital advice from the TV screen. Come on. See, some some of these behaviors that we've learned and that's causing issues in our marriage is coming directly from the TV screen. Mm. Real housewives of whatever city that they're in right come on, now. Come on, come you on. know, love and hip hop, all that. I, I'm not dogging the people, but what I'm saying is everything that happens on TV, you can't implore into your marriage. Yes. And what we often say is, well, you know, if so-and-so did it, you know, I'm going to try that and see if that works for me. Mm. And then you do it. And then you can't go back and blame Candy Burris or anybody else. And I'm not calling yes. her out, but you can't blame that TV star or whoever because you have to be able to decide what's wise for your marriage and what's not. Yes, yes. You can't do everything that everybody else does. Mm-hmm. But, you know. That that brings up something. Come on, sir. It is funny to me how we will take that stuff that we see on TV and it's just called reality TV, knowing that it's not always reality. real. Reality. But right. then we got counseling services right there to help us and we won't even take a step towards that. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So God. we have to learn who can we take that advice from. Some right. of us have learned in our relationships that we cannot take advice from everybody. And we have to also know that that is a behavior that we have to unlearn. Mm-hmm. We have to learn how to take good, sound advice from certain individuals, and it's not for everybody. TV, social media is probably not the place you want to get your marriage advice from. Right, right. And so this is another response to our question of the week. What are some behaviors that need to be unlearned because they may, may be hindering marriages? And I'm speaking on this because when I read the response, I couldn't do number but laugh because I'm guilty. It, it was... Keyword was in all caps me at a point in time. So one of the behaviors that are learned that need to be unlearned is that a woman is expected to do everything for the man. Another thing is I hear people say uh, that a woman can do anything that a man can do. So I must have kind of misread it now that I'm reading it, that a woman can do everything a man can do. I don't agree with that because, and this is why I say that this is Shan. So maybe you disagree. That's on you. I don't agree with that. But at one point, that was my mindset. Okay. Number one, our bodies and makeup, the way that God created us as man and woman, God did not create our bodies the same, okay? A woman's body was created for a certain purpose. A man's body was created for a certain purpose. So we um, cannot do everything a man can do. You know, why would you want to do everything a man can do? And what my response was when I responded back to this comment was, um, we are not designed as women to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. And sometimes I was thinking about this going further, a little deeper than that, is that we have a mindset, ladies, 
uh, wives, that we can do everything that a man can do. So then we don't understand how that manifests itself negatively in our marriage. Because in a marriage, uh, well, the man is not, he not doing, um, t- the husband is not taking care of the house. He's not like I want him to. He's not bringing in the amount of money that uh, I feel that we need to extend. Like I want him to be bringing in. So you're always kind of negatively putting your husband down instead of working together with your husband. Because the Bible said we're no longer two, but one flesh. Okay. So we're not being one. When we set up here and we're critical of our husbands, well, he's not being the provider that I think that he should should be. Well, well, what are you, what are you comparing it to? That's my question. What or who are you comparing your husband to? They're saying he's not being the provider. Is it your dad? He's not living up to your dad's standards of what your dad provided when you was a child. If that be the case, why did you marry him? Okay. Or is it the pastor? Because I was guilty of that too. That was me and my, my husband had to set me straight about that. We didn't share that on the show. Are you comparing your husband to the pastor? Well, pastor does this for a uh, first lady. Pastor does this for, for pastor so-and-so, you know, whatever his wife's name is. Pastor does this for co-pastor. Uh-uh. The word of God says comparing yourselves among yourself is unwise. So why are you comparing your spouse to another man? Never compare the person that you're with to another man. Because guess what? You wouldn't want him comparing you to your mom, to his mama. You wouldn't want him comparing you to his ex-wife. Well, my ex-wife used to do da da da. So why do you do it to him? So we as wives, we as women, we need to unlearn that behavior, same as men. So whatever I say, if I'm pointed at one general sex, you can apply it to the other one as well. That is something that needs to be unlearned. I don't want to be the man of the house. I don't want to be mm-mm. Uh-uh. I used to think that, oh, well, if he don't do this, then guess what? And I always had a divisive mindset. If my husband didn't do something to certain standards, then guess what? I'm out and I could do it all by myself. And then when we are single as women, we sit up and wonder, well, why am I by myself? I'm a good woman. I, I, I don't get it. Uh, uh, there's no good men out there. Well, baby, you had good men, but you ran them off, boo. I mean, who going to tell the real in the 2021? Definitely. And, you know, we, we've given a lot of things that uh, a lot of people have uh, sent comments in about. We've read a lot. I have a little list here that I've kind of put together of behaviors that need to be unlearned that may be hindering marriages. Okay. And, um, you know, I'll talk about a few, but I just want to kind of run it down because we're, we're kind of running short. We got about uh, 15 minutes or so left uh, in this particular broadcast. And so I talked about the other one, not taking care of yourself. Uh, but always helping others. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be able to do some things for yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's called self-care. Sometimes you have to back away and maybe you need to go pamper yourself. Maybe you need to do a little shopping. Maybe you need to sit out on the back porch and just breathe the fresh air in. Yes, Whatever the case I. may be, we have to start taking care of ourselves, conduct that self-care. Mm-hmm. The other one is worrying about what people think. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes we worry more about what people think than our own uh, spouses. Come on. Mm, mm, mm. We'll try to change for the boss on the job, but won't change for our spouse. Come on, come on. We worried about what this person said about me in church, but you're not worried about what your spouse is saying about you. Mm. We got to quit worrying about what people think and concentrate on yourself and your relationship. Yes. Uh, Negative thinking. 
You know, a lot of people have issues with this. You know, maybe somebody in your past was always putting you down. Right. And because of that, you've always thinking about the negative side. We need to start being intentional and start thinking about positive things. Mm -hmm. So every time a negative thing comes up, no, you change that with something positive. Oh, well, you know, I just know we're going to get in an argument. No, we're going to change that. Well, right. we're going to talk about this like adults and come to a rational conclusion. Yes. We need to start changing our words and being intentional about doing good things and not focusing on the negative. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the other thing is emotional and physical abuse. Mm. Then bring it up, but I wanted to save it to that point. That is some bad behavior that people have learned that needs to be unlearned. Right. We need to know how to talk to people. Quit being manipulative. Quit trying to have your way all the time. Quit trying to use certain things against your spouse to get your way. Right. Quit putting your hands, your feet, your knuckles, whatever the case may be, on your spouse. Mm. Men do it to women, and guess what? Women do it to men as well. Yes. We weren't designed to beat each other. We were designed to meet each other. Come on. Come on, sir. I like that. So we need to understand that. Cut out the emotional and the physical abuse. Hmm. The, one of the other things that I've seen a lot in, in recent years is expecting a man to bring everything into a relationship and a woman doesn't have to bring anything. Mm. We need to unlearn that behavior. If mm -hmm. the two are going to become one, notice it said two. It didn't say one becoming two. Come on, come Because on. that's what happens when you expect one person to bring everything into the relationship. They bring everything and the two of y'all come together. Mm -hmm. No, it's two people coming together to become one. Mm -hmm. That means what you got, I got. Come what on. you worked on, I worked on. But all too often, we, we've seen this mentality, and I've seen it a lot across social media, on TV, is that, well, when I meet this man, I need him to have all this, and I'm going to step into this relationship. Come on. I don't think there is a mother out there. I'm going to say this again. I don't think there is a mother out there that raised a son and said, when you get married, you better make sure that you give that woman every single thing that you done built up for. You bring everything into the relationship and don't expect nothing from her. Mm. I don't think that happens. And Ew. guess what? I'm going to flip that because we got a generation of men these days that think a woman should be able to do the same thing. Come on. What they is wanna, going on? They want to sit at home and say, let her bring in the paycheck. Let her do this. Hey, whatever works in your relationship works for you. But guess what? That's still not the two becoming one. Right. We got to understand that. And then the other thing that we have to stop doing is quit being disrespectful. Come on. Mm. Unlearn disrespect. Yes. Disrespect in your relationship will wear your relationship out. Mm -hmm. We have to learn to respect one another. If that's the person that you're married to, the person that you love, the person you want to have kids with, the person that you're building an empire with, why would you want to disrespect them? Right. But some mm -hmm. people will do that. They will publicly disrespect their husband and their wife and be like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to do that. Then the last thing I'm going to get on is we have to learn, uh, uh, unlearn not being supportive. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, that, you know, my wife came up with the idea. That's what she wanted to do. I don't want no part to that. But then when she blow up, then all of a sudden, well, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I, you know, I was a, no, you wouldn't. Right. God gave that to her. She brought it to you. Y'all was supposed to be the two becoming one. You didn't. She became the one that became rich, famous, or, you know, got out there, blew up, and now you just want to hang on the coattail. Mm. We have to learn how to be supportive of individuals. Sometimes God gives things to the man, and he needs him to bring it into fruition. Sometimes he gives it to the woman. Mm -hmm. But guess what? 
if both of y'all are married, it's for both of y'all. Right. Sometimes we have to be supportive of our spouses because that may be the very thing that breaks generational curses in your family. Mm -hmm. That may be the very thing that brings your family out of poverty and you're able to bless other individuals. See, this whole thing that we're talking about right now is more than just taking behaviors that are bad that we need to stop from potentially causing divorce in the, in the marriage. Basically, these behaviors are preventing blessings from coming forward. That's true. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. These behaviors, bad behaviors, are preventing blessings from being able to come forward. Amen. Amen. And so I know some of you all may have um, seen this on the internet or social media, but it says once you become a certain age, it's your responsibility to unlearn behaviors that hinder your growth as a person. And so again, Walking with that mindset and that toxic dysfunction behavior, if that's just how it is, it is hindering your growth and potentially your blessings like Kenya was just saying. And so one of the things I wrote down is this. Um, we get so caught up acting out the behaviors that we have learned slash seen instead of applying the word of God to the situations in our marriages. If both husband and wife worked hard towards applying biblical principles to our marriage, we would have more successful marriages. Think about it. And so then I went on and wrote down 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. A lot of you all um, may be familiar with this scripture, but it says, and I read, and I'm going to read it from the King James Version and then the message. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That's the KJV version. The message reads this. When I was an infant at my mother's breast, I gurgled and cooled like an infant. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. See, the reason why a lot of marriages are not making it the way that God designed for marriage for it to make it is because a lot of us are walking around as those little children. Children with that toxic, um, learned, dysfunctional behavior trying to pretend as if everything is all good in marriage. Our marriages can only be as good as the individuals that are in that marriage. Mm. Say that again. Yeah, that is. Our that's marriages good. can only be as good as the individuals within that marriage. And when I say individual, I mean husband and wife. I'm not saying having an individual mindset, but the husband needs to be able to work on himself and become a better version of who he was, just like the wife needs to do the same thing. One thing I can share with you all is, and we say this all the time, I'm not perfect. And what, what we try to like to do at the end of the show is bring encouragement. Well, you guys are saying all these things, but how do you get to better? You have to first identify the problem. The problem is not always your spouse. The problem is you. Okay. But you don't want to hear it. You don't want your spouse to tell you. You don't want your friends to tell you. You just want them to lie and agree with you. You don't want your family members to tell you, baby, you may be the problem. And one of the things that I've been doing ever since actually I turned 40, I'm now 43, is I've been working on becoming a better version of me. What does that look like? Number one, identifying problems with it and how they manifest themselves in our marriage. And what can I do to be a better version of me? See, what we do is instead of identifying that toxic dysfunctional behavior within ourselves, we blame our spouse. We make them the, the butt of everything, every problem that we're not willing to identify and work on within ourselves. We, we put it on our spouse. And so that's not going to help build stronger marriages. So 
What do I need to change within myself? You know, do I want to be healthier? I want to have a positive mindset. I want to eat better. I want to start working out and exercising. I want to re- take time to read books. Like my husband said, I'm that one that will sit on our back outdoor living area and listen to the sounds of nature and stare at the trees. Do you know how therapeutic that is? I might watch TV. I may spend all day out in our outdoor living area. But what do you need to identify the need to change? Do you Are you the one that always have to have the last word and you got a smart mouth? That used to be me. That gets tiring. I don't want to argue with my husband. I don't want to fuss and fight with him. I don't want to always be right because sometimes I'm wrong. And trust me, he tell me like I tell him. So these are some of the things. Identify, get to the root of what the problem is so that a way you can have an amazing marriage um, and then your children have an amazing example of what a husband and wife should look like that's walking in God. And that's applying biblical um, principles to your marriage. Because I, I guarantee you, like I said, if we apply the biblical principles of what the Bible say that we are supposed to do in marriage, not just the husband, not just the wife, but both are working 100 percent trying to apply this. Then that's when you have a successful, strong marriage, family, and lineage. Definitely. And I want to read one more comment that was sit in, and I think this one really uh, hits home uh, and will hit home for a lot of individuals. And this comment reads... Uh, that being a woman's covering Come is more on. than just being a provider. My God. She needs spiritual, physical, and emotional covering as well. When she gets tired of suffering from being left in the element and finally decides to accept the shelter she keeps ignoring, then you mad. Mm. 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 We can drop the mic right there on that right. one. And end the whole but, show. But men, we have to understand that, yes, we're called to be protectors and providers, but we are the head of the household. We have to provide everything else, too. Right. We have to give them that emotional support, the spiritual support, the physical support uh, that's needed because that woman is an emotional being. Yes. And understand that if she's an emotional being, you have to tend to her emotional needs. Right. And so just like my wife said, we can't come up here and talk to you about the bad behaviors without trying to tell you how to fix them. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife, she's absolutely right. You have to identify that problem first. But here are some other ways to help. You identify the problem. Pray about the problem. Take it yes. before the Lord. Yes. You need to seek counseling. Come Sometimes on. we can't do this thing on our own. Amen. Even the Bible says to some, he gave doctors, lawyers, teachers, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We have to understand there are people out there that can help in these situations. The resources are available. We need to get to the resource. Come on. We need to be able to take care of ourselves. We engage in self-care. Mm-hmm. Taking an hour or of your time just to do something that you enjoy doing and then branching out from there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you take a weekend. Maybe you and your spouse need to get away and do self-care together. Yes, God. I said this before. Be intentional about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Say what needs to be said, do it in respectful ways, but be intentional about speaking positivity. Be intentional about doing your self-care. Be intentional about taking part in date nights. Yes. Amen. You Hallelujah. have to be intentional. Yes. The other thing we need to do is communicate. See, a lot of reasons why we can't fix these problems that are going on with these behaviors because we don't communicate them. Mm-hmm. We need to tell a person when you just made me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. You just disrespected me. You just did this. And it's not about an argument, but we we need to talk that thing out so that both people are on the same level playing field. Yes. And then the last thing that we have to do, we have to take responsibility 
for the bad behaviors that we have. Yes. See, some of us, you know, I'm going to tell you this, and we're getting ready to close here in a moment. Some of us need to go out to that uh, little bush outside our house and get a switch off. Because mm-hmm. back in the uh, in the day, the, the wiser folks is what I call them. You would uh, exuberate some type of behavior to them, and they would tell you, hey, look here. I need to go out there and give me that switch off that tree. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you didn't even know it was for you. Mm-hmm. And they would get that switch, and then they would put something on you, and then they would tell you in the midst of beating your butt, we're not going to have this behavior. Mm, that's true. That's what they would say. We're not going to have this behavior. Mm-hmm. And then once the, you, you got that, that whooping, you started to realize that, hey, maybe I don't need to do that again. Right. Some of us may need to take a spiritual, an emotional, or a physical whooping in order for us to realize that we've got some bad behaviors that need to be corrected. Yes. And I'm going to say one last thing, and we're going to close out with the show because this comment is very important. Mm -hmm. A happy wife is a happy life. That's something that needs to be unlearned. What the individual said, mama's always right. Mama knows best and anything along these lines. So many people push spoiling the their spouse and won't drink spoiled milk. Mm, that, oh wow! Come on, yeah. that right there is powerful. You, you, you go give them everything, but you won't take a little bit of that for yourself. Yeah, or the the wife won't turn around in marriage. You should want to do for your husband as much as your husband do for you. That's an equal exchange. So that's definitely something that needs to be unlearned. My husband takes amazing care of me and treats me like a queen. And he has always done that since we were dating. I love to reciprocate the same thing my husband because he deserves it. That's the mindset we should have in marriage. Of course, definitely. And so moving on with our thought of the week. It's examine your behaviors to see if you need to unlearn toxic traits that be that can be potentially hindering to your marriage. And that comes from Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Come Once on. again, the thought of the week, examine your behaviors to see if you need to unlearn toxic traits that can be potentially hindering to your marriage. Mm. And so Marriage Mondays with the Kings tonight's show was brought to you by our sponsors. We have Hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. This is not mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. Please visit Hope's website at Helping Veterans HopeVeteranStrong.com. Again, HopeVeteranStrong.com. Then we have Christian Hymn of Forest slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Hymn of Forest slash Inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors with an S dot com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. And so we want you all to join us back next Monday as we discuss a man's success is in the woman that he chooses to marry. Mm, mm, mm. I cannot wait for next week. A man's success is in the woman that he chooses to marry. So simply question of the week. We're going to put it out there on our social medias. We ask that you chime in. What is your thoughts? 
And simply the question is asked, is there any truth to this statement? We would love to hear from the men on this. Oh my God. And so feel free to follow and communicate with us if you have any marriage questions or topics that you would like to be discussed via our website using the contact us tab. This is the best way. Please, please, please. You will hear us saying this going forth. We have so many social media avenues. There are too many to try to, to, uh uh-uh. Go to our webpage and then use the contact us tab. Please don't inbox us on social media and then get upset because you won't get a response because yes, that is all over the place. So use the contact tab on our website, marriagemondayswiththekings.com. We want to thank you so much for joining us. We ask that you all be back with us next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We want to say thank you real quick to those of you who have been supporting us, but didn't have an issue with us taking this month off break that we needed. Like my husband said, we needed to rejuvenate. We pour out a lot, not just over the radio, but in our communities for those of us who know what the Kings do in the central Texas area. So we needed to kick back, rejuvenate, spend time with family, spend time with each other. So again, Thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back with you on next Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The The Rock. Rock.